Well, hey there, friend. On today's episode, we have part two of the interview with special guest and clutter coach Samantha Brown from Her Healed Heart. And if you haven't listened to part one, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to that one first. It can be really hard to know what God wants us to do and when. This two-part series is about finding that discernment when God tells you to do something. So let's get into it. Welcome to Fruition Mindset, where it's all about mindset coaching for Christian entrepreneurs. Hey, I see you trying to get this thing to work for you, but feeling like you're struggling with decisions and stuck in doubt. You're afraid to commit, you feel like you have one foot in and one foot out, and you keep second guessing your every move. When I wanted to start my first business over 10 years ago, I was the same way. It didn't matter how many letters I had behind my name or what my credentials were, I never felt qualified. I'm Kayla Eggenberger, wife, mom, and daughter of the King, and I'm here to tell you that you can transform your mindset, ditch doubt, and take confident action in your business. Your breakthrough is on the other side of letting go of all these fears you have around your business, finally saying yes and stepping into who God has created you to be and where he's calling you to go. If you're ready to develop the mindset you need to take the dreams and goals God has laid on your heart and bring them into fruition, you are in the right place. So fill up your favorite mug, grab your journal, and get ready to take some thoughts captive. A lot of people that are starting out or wanting to go a different direction in business, they have a lot of those thoughts, a lot of those thoughts that are really unhelpful and that are holding them back. And they think that those, because they have those thoughts, it means that there's something has gone wrong, but they're not really supposed to go in this direction. Even if they've, even if they feel like God is leading them there, those thoughts that they have that come up, they, they give so much weight to them. And they think that they, that those thoughts, you know, that because they're having those thoughts, something has gone wrong and that they are doing the wrong thing. Whereas really it's just because they haven't examined them. So I would love yes. to, I, I would love to know, do you have, what are some thoughts that came up for you whenever you were making that transition and starting out? Yeah. So real quick, I mean, I'll make it super fast, but after I left and God had told me to jump from the job I'd had for 10 years, I went to another caregiving job for about six months. And that was the transition I needed at the moment, but it wasn't even six months later that God told me to jump again. And so then at that point, that's when I started my professional organizing business. And that is going extremely well. I go into clients' homes. I help them declutter. I run the trash and the donations off. And it has flourished in the past couple of years. Like it's doing really well, which I thank God for all the time. But I realized my body is getting older. Like I can't do every single day, very physically demanding work. I could, but I don't want to. So I started praying about it and I'm like, well, God, what is it that I could do from home or that could help women? Because I, I got to this place where I felt like I was helping my clients physically. But if you gave it a few months, they were calling me back, needing me to come back again because it had gone right back. Which got me realizing until we look at our thoughts and until we look at exactly what we're doing from the inside out, it doesn't matter what I do for them on the outside until I help them heal their inside which is what then led me to creating Her Healed Heart 
and becoming a spiritual life coach and starting the podcast. So during that transition and even this morning, the thoughts that come up of, well, maybe you're not meant to do this. Maybe this isn't what your God has equipped you for. Or like last night, I was sitting there thinking, I don't remember what started it, but I was thinking along the lines of the podcast episodes I needed to do today. And am I, I don't know, just all the thoughts of, am I actually helping her? Is this just something in my head that's not really doing anything? And I know that is not true. But the difference between before and now is when those thoughts come across my head because of all the work I've done, immediately I'm able to be like, nope, never mind. That's not true. This is what I know is true. And replacing that thought with the truth. And the thoughts that come up that are negative, they still come up, but they don't have any power over me anymore. Yeah, I've heard I've heard kind of your unchecked thoughts being likened to a toddler with a knife, just kind of right. running. <laughs> It's kind of running loose. Like they're, they're dangerous. They don't even know how dangerous they are. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. And how amazing that we, in that analogy, we truly can be like the parent that takes the knife from the toddler and gets everything back to the way it should be. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and I think that's what we don't realize is that we have that capability. You know, mm-hmm. for so long, I lived my life just letting the toddler run wild with the knife and just, you know, not realizing that I had the ability to step into that parent role and be like, no, like, th- this is not what we do. We're going to take that knife away. And, you know, you're then it's just a sweet, loving toddler and it can, you know, go on its way. But it can, I, I love what you talked about kind of redirecting your brain to different thoughts as well, because it's not just take kind of taking the power out and diffusing some of those thoughts that don't help us or that are keeping us stuck or, you know, keeping us in fear, doubtful, but it's also replacing those thoughts with things that well, scripture is one great one. I mean, that's what yeah. I love to do. I love to go and specifically find what I'm like feeling, or if I have a certain thought, what that feeling is. And then going and replacing that with, with scripture, but it speaks to what I need to replace it with. So, you know, if it's yeah. about looking for scripture on faith and of course, it doesn't have to necessarily just be scripture. Sometimes it can just be, you know, just an encouraging thought of some other kind, you know? Um, well, and on that note, so one of the steps that God had given me, so originally when I started the business and the reason I'm talking about this is because I know the woman listening is if she's anything like us, she's got that entrepreneurial spirit. So even if she's just starting her business or she's pivoting her business or she's growing, growing her business, no matter what it is, I'm sure that she's gone through these feelings of at first you think it's one thing. And then as you put it out there and you start to tweak it and you start to realize, oh, it's something different. And with the life coaching, that's what it was. At first, I've clearly heard God tell me, that I was a clutter coach for Christian wives, which was very specific. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Thank you, God. You know, and I was running around my house like dancing and I was like, I'm a clutter coach, you know, because for me, it made sense. Spiritual, emotional, and physical clutter is what I helped my woman with. And I also thought that my woman was a Christian wife. Well, as the weeks have gone on, 
And as I have been working with different clients and actually putting the podcast out into the world, every person that has come to me has not been married. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, that's fine because I can help them too. And, you know, they teach us to niche down. And I, I agree with that 100%. But I wanted to niche down on my, on, the feelings and the emotions and the thoughts that the women are having, not their circumstances. Right. Like I could care less if you're married, not married, whatever. I don't really care about that. What I care about is that my clients and my quote unquote ideal avatar is someone that feels alone in her everyday life. She feels stressed out. She feels not supported. All the things we talked about at the beginning of the episode. And so the reason I'm telling you that is because a lot of times it's progress over perfection. We want to make it perfect before we put it out there, but we can't tweak it or even learn from it until we go ahead and put it out there and allow the market to kind of fix it for us in a way. And when God was showing me the that I'm a, a spiritual, emotional, and physical clutter coach, he gave me the this thought work on decluttering your thoughts and it's phenomenal. So it's a step-by-step -step way to kind of brainstorm the thoughts you're having. You put them all down on the paper. Then you take a moment and you ask God, what, which ones of these are lies? And then you put a star by them or however you want to do that. And then you go back and say, which ones of these are half truths? Because I think a lot of us believe half truths. And that's how the enemy likes to work is it may not be a full lie, but it may be a partial lie. And then essentially going through and asking God, like, what's the truth in place of this lie and writing down the truth. And then it goes, you know, like there's some other stuff, but it's a lot like decluttering a drawer, which is what made it so exciting for me, because, you know, you have to pull everything out and you have to examine it. And you have to sort it before you put back the stuff you want to keep. And then there's also this, like throughout the steps, there's also this part where you pray and you see yourself giving that lie to Jesus. And then you ask him, what do you give me in return? Wow. I love that. I love that. I have a similar process, but I think the first step is always to get it all out onto paper. I feel like yes. whenever it's, whenever it's in our brains, that's just like when it, when it just runs rampant and we get stuck in these loops, you know, we can't, that's we the can't toddler really with there. the knife. Yeah. Yes. Keeping it in your brain. <laughs> exactly. So getting out on paper, but I love, I love asking, is this the truth? I'm reminded of Byron Katie's book. I can't remember which, what it's called, but that's where, you know, she, she says kind of the similar thing of, you know, is this true? It's called the four questions. I think that's her method, but is this true? But I especially like the, is this a half truth? I haven't heard that before. That's something that I think is really, really powerful because you're exactly right. The enemy does like to use that. And that's whenever we are the most offended, I feel like, or the most like I was talking to my, my, my husband about this last night, we were talking about how a lot of times whenever you're really defensive, you, it's because you believe part of what somebody has said. So, uh -huh. you know, if he comes up to me and says, you know, that orange top you're wearing is ugly and I'm wearing a black top, then 
you know, I'm, I'll be like, you're colorblind or crazy, you know, <laughs> right. I'm, wearing, you know I'm not wearing an orange top. So, but if he comes up and describes the top I'm wearing and tells me that it's ugly and it looks terrible on me, well, then I have, a, I'm much more offended typically because there's part of me that can see like a half truth in that. Right. I can see. Yeah. Or that, that it could that. be a truth. So yes. it could be possible. Right. It could yeah. be possible. And there's part of me that's bought into it a little bit just because I'm like, well, that is the shirt I have on, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's there, part of it's true. And so, yeah, it becomes it, the half truths trip us up so much. That's such a good point. And I love yeah. the part where you talk about, you know, giving it to Jesus, like giving that lie, because that's a, I think that's a big part also of the decluttering process in general. I think mm-hmm. whenever you're getting, even getting rid of something physical, the thought of like some, there's part of us that wants to hang on to it. If we don't do something to kind of have that closure with it, you know, or if we don't know where it's going or, you know, but it's going to bless someone else. else. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And the reason I love this so much is because there's a couple of reasons. One is I know that it's from God. God gave me these steps. And the way that I know God gave me these steps is because I had a, an interview like this set up with somebody. It was my very first one. And the woman wanted me to have my thing. And I was like, what? Okay. Like a PDF. And so then I spent days. I'm like, God, I don't have a PDF. I don't have my thing. What's my thing that I can offer the world? I need to have my thing before I get on this call. He literally was silent. Every bit of those days, I was getting nothing. And so I went in and I'm like, okay, well, this is, you know, I'm just, I don't know. I'm going to wing it because I have nothing that's like from me. And when I tell you, I was, we were supposed to start recording at 4.30 that day. At 4.24, six minutes before we jumped on the call, all of a sudden, all of this downloaded to me. So I just start scrambling it writing. And I've never had that happen before where God has just downloaded something and it was like it clicked. And just all of a sudden I knew exactly what I was supposed to be talking about, writing down. It was phenomenal. And my point in telling that is I help my clients do this process, which is something that I love that I can do for women. The other thing I love about it is if God gave it to me, then it's going to work. God's going to prepare us, but God likes to wait till the last minute. A lot of times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. Yeah. He does. <laughs> what I love about that story also is that you like so many of us would just, and I've done this before in my life would be like, I don't have anything. It's six minutes. Maybe I should cancel or maybe I shouldn't do it or, you know, I'm oh, and sick, all those you know? thoughts came up for sure. Every one of those. And what I've learned, I was just telling my husband this morning before we started recording this episode, I'm feeling more and more confident and not nearly as shaky and nervous when I do an interview because now I've done a few. And that honestly, this year has been the theme in my life is progress over perfection. Exactly. And I I feel like you're, you're right about God waiting until the last minute a lot of times, because for me, it just kind of reaffirms that he's like, trust me, just Uh trust me, you know, quit trying to do everything in your own strength. That is one of my, that's one of my biggest hiccups is thinking I have to be the one that does all the things, has it all together, has everything in a row before I can start something. 
you know, uh-huh. and I think it even talks about in Ecclesiastes, you know, having the perfect conditions, the wind and the rain before you plant, you know, that kind of thing. And how, if you do that, you won't plant anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> that verse really speaks to me, but there are so many times like that where things come up that we're supposed to have prepared, you know, already to right. do we don't have. And so I love that part of a story, even the untold part of a story where it is that you just, you jumped in that moment. And I think that's yes. part of it also. It's the big jumps that God wants us to make, but that's one of those little jumps that you made in that moment to go ahead and go with it, even though you didn't have anything yes. prepared. And I, and I think a lot of times in, in the context of jumping with God is like you just said, it's trust. Do we trust him to catch us? It's as simple as that. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. hard. I mean, it, it can be hard. It, it gets easier. Like you were talking about, it definitely gets easier as you do it more, you know, and you recognize that he's got you, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like you don't have to, you don't have to do everything and be everything. And also this is what I've noticed. I've noticed that every time I trust God, it ends up being way better than anything I could have ever come up with. Way better. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree. Like, the other day I was spending a day feeling like I needed to do all the things, right? Like, okay, I need to get on Facebook. I need to get on Instagram. I need to blah, 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 blah. And that stuff stresses me out. Like it just does. It's okay for a minute or two, but the whole day I spent like striving, trying to get this stuff done and, you know, post put out and this and the other. And toward the end of the day, it was like, all of a sudden it hit me. Why am I striving so hard in my own power when the God of the universe is my dad? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, what am I doing? And so it, it just it hit me in this moment of, OK, God, you know what? I'm going to do what I can, but I'm definitely not going to strive to make it perfect or to keep, you know, doing all the things that stress me out. How about if you need me to talk to somebody, send them to me. And it was like this weight just came off of me. Yeah. It's the trying to control everything. You know, that part of it is trying to control everything. I feel like, I feel, I feel like I need to be the one that is just doing it. Like you were talking about before also, like just, and maybe this is just a woman thing also, but I feel like we do feel like we do all the things. Oh yeah. Um, and so it's like, oh, let me take over the role of, of, of what God should be doing in my life too. I'll just take that on as well on myself and try to mm-hmm. do his part. <laughs> and what's yeah. so funny is I've noticed that whenever I'm trying to do God's part of things, a lot of times I'm ignoring my part, which is really funny. I mean, yes. How, how like that, that hiccup in my brain, I don't know what that's about, but I will stop doing the things that I can do and start worrying about all the things that you know, I can't do, which is God's part of the equation. So yeah. yeah, And, and I know that we're starting to wind down, but I heard it said the other day and it was actually my teenage daughter that told me this, which made me like, whoop, whoop, I'm a good mom. Look at me, you know, (laughs) but she said, mom, if you are feeling depressed, you're thinking about the past. If you're anxious, you're worrying about the future. If the only way to have peace is in the present moment. And I was like, my eyes got big and I was like, what? Not because I mean, I don't, I'd heard that. I knew that. But the fact 
that my teenager just told me that was this moment of, wow, like she's picking up on this stuff that I'm not even preaching to her. She's feeling how I'm being more than what I'm saying. I love that. And so, and so I think some, a lot of times when we're a mom and a wife and just we're all the things to all the people, we don't realize how much our energy is affecting our home and affecting the people that we love because they really do look up to us, whether we know it or not. And if we're angry and upset and stressed, even if it's not at them, they're going to feel that. And it's going to cause them to be stressed and frustrated and all the things. So even if we don't do it, quote unquote, for ourselves, like if we don't get healed and look at our thought work and do all the things, quote unquote, for ourselves, because a lot of us don't like to be selfish, you know, but it's not selfish because it's really also providing for our loved ones and caring for them better than if we didn't do the self-care for ourselves. So to kind of sum up, if you were to tell the women listening to this podcast that are, that are kind of in that place where maybe they feel like they're supposed to jump, but they're also having all of the mind drama and all the thoughts about doing it or not doing it. What advice would you give them? The advice I would give them is to get still, be in a quiet place, because it says in the Bible that what happens in our secret place with God, he will then reveal to everyone. So that's a promise from his word. And I know that inside, just like everything we've talked about inside of our own selves, or if we keep busy or we try to do something, we're going to mess it up. But if we can find a place that has no one around and it's just us and we can get still and quiet for a few moments, God will reveal himself and he will reveal what we need to do. Once we come out of that secret place. And another thing that I love to remember when I'm spending time with God is if I get to my secret place and I'm still feeling all the thoughts and all this stuff and I can't seem to shake it off. I put on a worship song and I literally shake it off. Like I dance, I move my body around, I wiggle because it gets that energy out of you of, oh, I can't hear from him or I'm stressed or I'm thinking about dinner tonight or whatever the thoughts are that are going crazy in your head. Moving your body helps to quiet those thoughts and it gets that energy out of you. And so I always start with like a worship song. I dance, I praise God. And I normally start with like an upbeat song to dance it all out. And then I go to a slow song to kind of help get me, like bring me into his presence. And then I stop the music completely and just get quiet. I love that. What a fun process. Mm -hmm. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show today. This has been amazing. I know that it's going to bless so many people. Tell tell us where we can find you and what your website is. Give us all the things. Okay. So if you go to Her Healed Heart, and I know it's kind of a tongue twister, <laughs> but it's H-E-R-H-E-A-L-E-D-H-E-A-R-T, herhealedheart.com all the links, all of the the Facebook link to my group is on there. The Calendly link to coach with me is on there. And I always do a free discovery call because I think a lot of us don't realize the power of coaching. I actually am right now the first five women that email Samantha Brown coaching at gmail.com. 
and put in the subject line coaching, the first five of them, I'm going to coach live on the podcast. So if anyone's interested in doing that, that would be a lot of fun. Awesome. Thank you so much again. Hey, thank you so much for listening and for hanging out with me today. If this podcast has blessed you in some way, I would love for you to share it with a friend and leave a review on iTunes. When you leave a review, it helps the podcast grow and reach more people. Thanks again, and we'll talk soon.